Welcome to the most overrated, underappreciated, most viewed, underviewed podcast of all time. Welcome to, you guessed it, the Prince of Fresh Air, back with the most critically not acclaimed, charismatic man of entertainment, my man Dimitri. How you doing? Yep. So, we got a, another quick take for you, and this one is real juicy, you know, uh, but Ellen DeGeneres, uh, if you don't know, she has been in the public news for a while, uh, stemming since the pandemic. There's been a lot of stories uh, published by TMZ, BuzzFeed News, about uh, former employees and a few current employees and some big-time celebrities talking about the treatment on her show. And, you know, before I get into that, uh, do you watch the show? Do you have any, like, no. are you a fan? I'm not a fan of Ellen DeGeneres. I don't like her nor dislike her. I mean, I don't really know too much about her. And I think if I do watch her show, it's usually because she has a person of interest on her show. So, Yeah, so basically the thing is, um, what happened was um, there was a comedian that came out on Twitter. And he talked about how she, the treatment on her show was absolutely terrible. First of all, Guests are separated from, uh, you know, by VIP status, apparently. So unless you're, you know, a big time celebrity like Drake or, you know, Robert Downey Jr., apparently the treatment is different. So uh, he was talking about uh, how the treatment is way terrible and that this nice persona that she puts out is only for the camera. Then when the camera cuts off, um, yeah, it's a basically a different person, which obviously, I mean, if you work in the entertainment business, you kind of already know that some people are just like that. But what Stark was, he started a Twitter thread and a bunch of employees that worked there or still work there and celebrities chimed in. And they started blowing up the news, hashtag cancel culture, you know, uh, check that episode out, wink, wink. And uh, yeah, so basically all, all the negative uh, things that have been said were about racism, bullying, and favoritism, and stuff like that. And before I get into that, I know you, you do acting and stuff too. Have you ever felt like your race or, or anything was questioned or you felt like people, um, you know, treated you different because of your skin color? On a set, no. On a set? All right. No. Okay, but so one of the comments was from a, a black employee, um, and all these allegations are stemming from the fact that uh, a lot of the producers and uh, people that work behind the scenes in the show take advantage of the fact that they work for Ellen and that she don't do anything about it. So, you know, they use their power to advantage. But one uh, black employee was saying that the senior level producer for the show said to her, Oh wow, you have box braids. I hope you don't I hope we don't get you confused with another black uh, employee. Wow. Like you know, just saying stuff like that and and then a writer for the show said, "I'm sorry. I only know the names of the white people who work here." This is all happened on Ellen's show. Yeah, this is this is what oh. uh, a, a former uh employee who is black said Racist. that Yeah. It's crazy, uh, the stuff that's happening. Now, here's the thing. 
I'm not really surprised by this uh, because I know people who uh, who has been interns for productions or been personal assistants, and unfortunately, um, some celebrities are just you know people got money, they got fame, and they they feel like they run the show, and people that work around them feel like they're above you, not them, but people. Who work below them, so right, yeah. it's not surprising. Uh, yeah, you're not 100 surprising. Yep. But I mean, what do you think about that? Do you think is that surprising to you? Like, I mean, it's unfortunate. Friend? It's I just think it's really unfortunate more so than surprising that you know you still got people who you know portray themselves to be a certain way because she has a lot of black people, you know, um, you know, on her show. She's had black guests, and I mean, but then again. You know, once black people, once they, you know, attain a certain amount of wealth, it's no longer about skin color. It's either, you know, you're either rich, rich people, poor people. So she might not even view them as black. She just might view them as fellow, you know, rich people who, you know, got, you know, the same amount of resources that she has. But nonetheless, it's still, you know, very unfortunate that you have people who got to go through that, you know, overt racism in like 2020, 2019, you know, however long ago that happened. And you know, I—I I mean, I—I I think she—is she canceling her show? No, actually, another season is premiering real soon, and apparently, oh. she said she's going to address it. I she gonna she gonna address it? I mean, to me, it just the only reason why she she makes you know changes because she got caught, or you know, those 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 racist you know business proceedings and procedures got you know brought to light. Not because, you know, she actually changed her mind or anything like that. It's just because, you know, the media, you know, forced her to do that. Because obviously, if it got any worse for her, then, you know, I put it like this, man. You know, people, people of, you know, the, I say white people, they just get a pass, you know, for certain things that black people don't. Because, you know, the fact that she's going through all this. Well, then again, I take that back. Because wasn't there a show called Roseanne and then she says something racist? Oh. And then her show got canceled. Oh, she said something ridiculously. I can't remember what it was, but it was about black people, and it was it was pretty it was pretty absurd. Right, right, right. But basically, you know, not everybody gets a chance to you know rebound, you know, after that. And like I said, hopefully, you know, uh, she'll just you know change the way that things are being operated over there, and you know, black person can go, you know, like I said, be an intern, you know, be a you know audience member you know, whatever. And, you know, you shouldn't have to worry about, oh, you know, is this going to happen to me because I'm black? Because that's not, you know, that's not a cool way to live. You know what I mean? Having to constantly, you know, look over your shoulder because of, you know, the color of your skin, which is pretty, you know, feeble and immature in like uh, elementary school, if you ask me. Now, to be fair to Ellen, I will say most of the, 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 the people who talk about her are celebs and it's just basically like they feel like, Unless you're considered elite VIP status, you know, apparently there's a rule where you're not supposed to look at Ellen unless you're a VIP. Um, mm. And then they don't even have their own bathroom. So they have to share, you know, I mean, it's not m- supposed to be meant as a derogatory statement to like the workers, but they have noticed that unless you're some big time celebrity that you're pretty much treated like crap. You can't look at her. You can't talk to her until yeah, in front of the cameras, which is pretty, I, I thought it was pretty weird and, and strange. Um, so I would defend on that part. It's not, a lot of the, the more vicious comments are about the uh, 
producers, which is the next one I'm going to get into. So uh, a bunch of employees also said that the head writer, also executive producer, Kevin Lehman, asked, uh, basically he took advantage and he was doing a lot of sexual misconduct. And, and apparently he was asking uh, employees to give him hand jobs and oral sex. And he was grope, groping production assistants and making sexual explicit comments at lower level employees. And just saying that is all nonsense and he is not true. And then apparently the executive producer at Glavin had a reputation of, for being handsy with women and creepy touching them. And basically a lot of them are doing this because what is someone who's a PA going to do? You know what I'm saying? What is a, a regular employee at, at a, you know, Ellen's going to do. He can't do nothing. Can't get him fired. He has more power than him. And I mean, this this all goes back to the whole Me Too movement with Hollywood, where a lot of executives and, and you know people who have some power are taking advantage and you know treating people like scum and you know being nasty. I mean, I don't. To be honest, I don't think Ellen is the problem. But I do think because it is her show, there has to be some consequences. I think this shouldn't be going on. Employees shouldn't be feeling unsafe at work. And you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine if an employee at McDonald's said the manager was grouping them. He'd be fired on the spot. They're not going to sit around. On the spot. On the spot. And I hate to say this because obviously we're both people who are trying to break into the industry. But I've seen... You know, there's countless stories of of people getting away with stuff because, you know, they know a big time, you know, director or big time actor mm-hmm. and, you know, it's not going to affect them and you're, you're a liar. And it, it, it just it's just sad to see, man. Like, so I, I wanted to actually like, do you think Alan should be canceled or? You know, I'm not I'm not that big into, you know, cancel culture like that, but um like this you know she should make changes you know whenever she does open her mouth or whenever her show does come back on it has it should be evident that it won't happen again and if there are you know more complaints that you know things are the way that they are and all the other types of stuff then yeah you know she shouldn't be on tv anymore i mean because it's wrong, period. Because she doesn't have to worry about things like that. So why should black people? You know? Right. And and, and, and especially like like I said, people get sexually assaulted and all that all that stuff, sexually harassed. Like no one deserves to be in that position. And yeah, so all that is going on on her watch, on her dime, on her clock, fix it. ASAP. You know, but then again, I mean, I want to say that's an industry where things are okay, but that, you know, like Harvey Weinstein, that's been going on for a long time, you know, and people knew about it, but no one said anything, you know, casting couches and shit. Oh, man, it's this. I want to say this carefully, but this basically industry where some people take advantage of the fact that people are trying to work their way up and. You know, and they'll do whatever it takes for them to get to the next level. And some people take advantage of that. And um, I'm not surprised about any of these stories, to be honest. You know, I've, I mean, you see it 
time and time again, some type of power executive or someone with celebrity status taking advantage of, of others and, you know, getting handsy and stuff like that. Like, it'll never have, I mean, it'll never change no matter how much people will clean up. I personally don't think Ellen, should, well, first of all, I don't watch Ellen. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'll watch maybe one or two highlights on YouTube every six months, but I don't watch Ellen. At the same time, I'm not going to ruin her career and her, her way of making money just because people that work for her show are, you know, being... Rotten apples. Yeah, rotten apples and being skis balls. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I, I, we'll see. I mean, obviously, you know, she didn't apologize and quote-unquote on time or people feel like it's just a way for her to... to to gather sympathy for the new season for her show and she'll address it. If she addresses it and come full clean and say, okay, I've heard all the complaints and there has to be a change, I'll be willing to hear that. But right. if this is going to be a, a, you know, we've heard about the stories and we're going to look into it, nah, that's not good enough. That's not good enough because yeah. time and time again, people say they'll look into it and then, you know. That happens. Know, and then three days later, you know, they get they get worried about their dog. So that's the last thing they think about. So yep. that that's my thing. I think um, people like uh, the producers for that show are the ones that should be accountable, not Ellen. Even though it's her show, I get it. I don't think she should be. Is she the boss, right? She is the boss. It is her show. Yeah. So she. Yeah. I mean. You the boss, and you know what's going on. I mean, you gotta you gotta be held accountable for what's going on during your business, your establishment. Because without without her, without Ellen, there's no show. So she's got to be aware to a certain extent. Because you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's heard about these things. But like like I said, you know, she has a, a lot of stuff to do. She has a lot of you know things to worry about. So I'll give it a. I won't say benefit of the doubt, but I'll give her a chance to clean it up and figure out what's happening because everybody's rushing to cancel culture, which I've talked about. I'm not a big supporter and everybody just, I mean, unless you do some real scandalous like Harvey Weinstein, then yeah, I support it. But rushing right. to get her show canceled because people that work under her are being scandalous and, you know, sexual predators and racist. That's not right to her. But I also understand it is a show. She has to take accountability for it. Uh, but it's been, I want to talk about it because this has been in the news for quite a while, especially on Twitter, um, where every day another person, whether it's a, just an employee, former employee, or a celebrity, talk about the harsh treatment of the show. And mm -hmm. I think Hollywood, look, it's 2020, you know, it's, it's time that people got to get their act together. I think that people should be on their toes about what's happening in the world and that this is time for a change. You would have thought some people will learn from Me Too, but... Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, the Me Too movement? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Look at you, you sexist pig. Unbelievable. Oh, it's not, it, you know, it's not even that... It's not even that... Um, It's just that, you know... Uh, those sorts of things is not really synonymous with the Me Too movement anymore. I, I feel like people just stop calling it that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not. But you know how the media is. They kind of kind of group everything together. 
you know, because there are sexual uh, things happening on the show. So, Takashi again. Now, I know people are wondering, why are we talking about this fool? Or some people like, I love Takashi. Let's talk about him. So, I got a special one for you. So, last time we talked, we talked about, you know, the whole Train 9 court case and stuff like that. And what caught my attention to do this was I was watching an interview he did with Jake Paul and his pals, their whole podcast on his channel. And Takashi was a guest. And, you know, they got him filtered. And they, they were straight up with him like, yo, you know, why are you putting yourself in these positions and, you know, putting yourself in, you know, in danger? And uh, before I get into the specifics of the stuff he said, uh, do you think that he's wrong for what he's doing? Do you think that, you know, he got albums to sell? You know, it's just something that he knows is going to help pay his bills. Like, what do you think about it? I mean, well, what is he doing? What, acting a fool? Yeah, you know, he's back to trolling, going to L.A., Chicago, dangerous areas, uh, you know, just rolling up and showing people that he's untouchable. Do you think he's a fool? Well, well, in his life, you reap what you sow. He grown. He can do whatever he wants. If it catches up to him, it catches up to him. But, you know, I mean, hey, I think when these guys actually come up Impress him. He's like, oh no, no, no! It's just, it's just a gimmick, man. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's just the type of guy he is. So I mean, it's probably gonna work because that's what he would do if he was actually back against the wall in danger. All he would do is apologize, say it's fake, it's just for the internet. That's it. And he's starting shit with entertainer, like entertainers. So I mean, I'm pretty sure they could maybe understand to an extent once they get that apology. So I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, you know, do what you got to do to pay your bills, just like women on OnlyFans. Yeah, exactly. So one of the questions was, uh, they, they told me, it's like, look, man, you out here rescuing life and, you know, you go to all these places with security. You know, a lot of people think that, you know, you're soft for that. Like, what's the problem? And this is what he said, and this was beautifully said. He said, look, XS Takashi, uh, I forgot how to say his name, XX Takashi. Yeah, the one that died two years ago. He was rolling yeah, was around. Crazy. He was in his hometown. Um, you know, and he was, he used to ride bikes apparently in his neighborhood, but one day he was in the car and he had $50,000 and he was in his own neighborhood and said, rolled, rolled up and shot him. And the first thing was people say, where was the security? The pop smoke was another one. He was just living his life and four teenage dudes decided they want to get the jump on him, went to the place he was running his house and killed him. And people said, where was the security? Same yep. thing with uh, Nipsey Hussle. Someone rolled Where's up at him and got, where's security? And now, Takashi has security and people calling him out for it. So, people are, I don't think people are calling him out for the fact that he has security because I think we, we said on the last podcast, Drake doesn't go anywhere by himself. When you see Drake, you're going to see, you know, big security guards. People are calling him out for just the way that he's conducting himself. That's like if, that's like, you know, when you're a kid and then like, you know, this, like this other little kid hits you and then he hides behind the teacher. Like, Oh, you can't hit me. Like, that's the type of guy. That's what he's doing. People don't respect that. Like, if you have security because, you know, for, you know, obvious, obviously safety reasons, you're famous then cool. But if you have, if you have security because you feel like people won't be able to hurt you because you have security, because you're starting with people, that's a different, that's a different story. 
So he actually, so they asked him about that. They said, yo, have you ever, when you was in jail or, you know, when you was going through all the trials and stuff, have you ever thought about like toning down your, your persona and just, you know, finding, you know, just coming out and saying, you know, what? I did it to provide for my family Nigga and said no. I had to look up for myself and just move on. And he said, no, you know why? Because nobody has done it before. You know, everybody, and this, this is what he said. He said, you know, there's a lot of rappers like Meek Mill and uh, Drake and uh, a bunch of others that go around. Chief keep talking about, you know, shooting people and doing drugs and doing, uh, apparently, uh, Meek Mill did a song called Rico, something that Takashi had to face uh, when the feds came. And, like, none of these dudes ever been involved, you know. And he was saying that, like, people like Meek Mill, you know, scream about gangs and stuff like that. But when he was in jail for six months, he was crying in the corner talking about, this. I need justice. So I think ultimately what he said was, nobody's ever done it before. Everybody was putting me down when I was at my lowest point going through these cases. All the news media and people were talking about, oh, Takashi's done. He's not coming out of jail. His career is over. And then he came out and proved everybody wrong. You know, he... He made number one. He was able to go to different cities without nobody posing a threat, you know, and he still is out here giving people money. And it just go to, for him, it wasn't so much that he, he was doing it to, you know, to continue what he was doing. Obviously, he's not going around putting hit calls on Instagram and stuff no more, but he wanted to show people like, just because I went through a hard time, don't mean I can't bounce back. And it was just a way for him to prove people, I'm here to stay. I'm still the king in New York. And, you know, my, it's still my time to shine. So, I mean, what, what do you think about that? I think that was a – honestly, I thought that was a, a good explanation for him. Yeah. Here's the thing. And this is what he said. This generation, not the Tupac era and the Biggie era, obviously – there were still people who were talking about all this violence and stuff like that, but no, were never a part of it. But we live in a generation where it's all about album sales and are people drawn to you. And people, despite how much people talk about him, people love tuning tuning in to see him. And people always Ooh. like Takashi. And he was saying that. And he was saying that. Look, people people always got something to say. Everybody got excuses. Just give me my credit, like. He was saying that people thought he wouldn't get out of jail. He got out. He uh he was going to die when he came out. He went to L.A. He went to Chicago. I think it was called One Block, the, like the most dangerous town or whatever in Chicago. He's out and about in New York taking trains. Right. No, nobody did anything. People was like, oh, his rap career is over. Uh, then his song with Nicki Minaj went number one. And the first thing people said was, oh, you know, Oh, it was because of Nikki, or oh, you know, uh, you just got lucky, and oh, you know, it's you got security, and it's like, mm. and I, I get him, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Like people just want him dead, and like just because he wanted to look out for himself and his family, and I, I, I personally like I have to agree with him. I think that's a wrong approach that people just oh, let, let's just wipe him out the earth and, and stuff like that, just because he felt that his family. And the loyalty he had with these dudes weren't wasn't worth it, you know. If someone kidnapped you, and you know, and put, potentially put your mom and your daughter's uh, life in jeopardy, I wouldn't think twice. 
And I think people got to stop judging him based off his trolling and just look at the bigger picture. Like he did what I he got had a to question. Do. Yeah. So, so is it safe to say that you're a Takashi Six Nine fan? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm a fan. a fan. Yeah, you a fan. Oh no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying because like <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't expressly said. So I just wanted I just wanted to make sure you said that you was a fan because you like you sound like you like the guy a lot. <laughs> you know, you like him. Look, I'm a reasonable guy. Like this whole like like I always said like this podcast is always about being open minded, and I'm open minded to him, even if I didn't like him. There's certain people. Like the Kardashians, that I absolutely can't stand. But I'm a realist. Mm-hmm. I like to look at things from a real perspective. I might right. judge you. I might say, "Oh, you know, you're terrible. I, I hate your shows and stuff." But I also understand there's money to be made, and money is not going to be made by you just sitting around and and crying and you know doing you know stuff that people want you to do. Is yeah. I'm just a realist guy. Like I like to listen and I understood his point. And one thing he did say was, eventually. He would like to move away from the Takashi character, you know, as he get older. But people got to understand when he got into the rap game when he was, what, 20? He's our age. I remember when I was 20, I used to do dumb stuff. I mean, obviously, I wasn't famous or anything, but I did dumb stuff that people never knew about. You know, knocking on people's doors and running down the street or right. going, you know, yeah. going in the middle of traffic and dancing yeah. with my buddy. Like, it, he's a young dude. And people got to understand there's a different era where everybody doing stuff for clout, you know, for, for Instagram success and fame. And he's just one guy who found the recipe. And yeah, he found, he, he found a cheat code. And I understand that, you know, there are cheat codes to life. And, you know, when we talked about it before, there are certain aspects that I understand. Like I said, you know, the whole court case, why he chose to, you know, throw certain guys on the bus. I understand that, you know, but, you know, I can't stand enough that I'm just not a fan of, you know, uh, asking for trouble. Like throwing something at somebody and then putting your hands up, like, oh, I, I didn't do that. You know what I mean? Like, because to me, I just feel like that's what you know the guy is doing. If he wants to step away from the Takashi Six Nine character, you can try. But you know, once people kind of, you know, or certain people, because you know, he, there is a market for him, obviously. But you know, there's going to be certain people that aren't going to forget the way that you portrayed yourself, and it'd be hard for people to kind of see you in a different light because of how you got on. You know, like me, I, if he, you know, he could become a born again, born again Christian tomorrow, but you I mean, you still an asshole, you know what I mean? You still an asshole, but you know, like I, I think said, I, I don't, the thing is I'm not, that's the thing. You know, if you're some, if, if, if you're somebody that you claim to dislike Takai 69 and you, you know, you check for him and you listen, you know, his newest songs and you know him doing this and this and that, then you're an idiot. You know, I'm somebody where I, forget that this guy even exists until we talk about the podcast <laughs> and then we talk in the podcast. And then, you know, I get reminded that this guy is alive and breathing somewhere. And, and again, I, I wouldn't say I'm mad. Like I said, do what you got to do. You found his cheat code, you know, by all means, but for my personal opinion, as far as like how he, you know, choose to move, I understand why a little dirt doesn't like him or uh, Gilly, the kid out from Philly, Takashi 69 wanted to do an interview with him and he said no. Why? Because of how he conduct himself. It's like, I think he dissed Gilly the Kid like a year ago. And now you want to do, you know, interview me? It's not like Kanye and Nick Cannon where they have problems, but then, you know, obviously things weren't, you know, things didn't cross a certain line so that that way they can come together and do Cannon's class, you know. But when you do things like Takashi 69, people aren't going to forget that. 
you know, and I, I mean, I think he has problems with um, academics now because I saw a link that said uh, like the numbers were fake or his album really flopped or something like that. But I'm like, what's flopping? I'm like, it said like 50,000. That's really not flopping, but okay. And then now they got problems. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure they'll work that out. That I mean, it's just he's just doing a job. And my my only thing is this: like, I didn't want to talk about Takashi, like, because obviously, like, it, it is what it is. But I just want to talk about it because I see a lot of people. You know, I'm going on my timeline and my news feed, and I see people. Oh, look at this rat! And it's like, look, he's not Donald Trump. He's not the president of the United States. You kind of have to pay attention to Donald Trump. I mean, this is the country. We're talking about the president. But if you're going out of your way to share his articles and his music and, and going on his IG, obviously you like something about the dude. So, you yeah. know, let, let's, let's just be real here. Like, right. I don't like the Kardashians. I don't go on, you know, Kim Kardashian's Instagram or Khloe's Kardashian Instagram to see what they're doing. I could care less. If, if one of the Kardashians tried to holler at you, you wouldn't, if like one of them threw it at you, you wouldn't catch it? Uh, I would probably say no. Why? Because there's this thing about them that I just like it. It like they have a different lifestyle for me. I'm obviously being an actor is a way different lifestyle than being a reality TV show and and you know messing around with the music side of the business and. Cause Kendall Jenner throw it at me. I'm catching it. You know, Kim Kardashian, I like Kanye and everything, but hypothetically speaking, if she threw it at me, I'm going to catch it. And maybe Kylie Jenner, too. I, I catch it, too. Nah, I'm good. All I, three I, of them. Like, maybe in the heat of a moment, I think about it, but nah. nah. I, I, I'm just one of, like, I have my, my own principles and my, my own self. I like who I am. I don't need, just because you're famous doesn't mean, like, you know, you, you automatically just get a pass because you are Kardashian. Like, no, they look good. Kendall Jenner look good. She look good. Yeah, but I could meet a Kendall Jenner, Kendall Jenner on the street. Uh, Kendall well, obviously, Jenner yeah. Like, yeah, and that's pretty much with almost practically any woman. You could find, you know, if you're rich, yeah, you could find another one that looks just like her. So, I, you know, I can't bag Rihanna, but I'm pretty sure if I go digging through Instagram, you know, long enough, I could find another one that looks just like her. So no, well, Rihanna, yeah. I mean, I I like what she does. So no, Rihanna's put like this. Rihanna's distinct looking, but yeah, you could find like a Caribbean, you know, girl that kind of you know looks like her. I think Shade Room does that, where it's, there's someone who like looks like a certain celebrity, and then they'll post it and then see how people react. I've I've seen one of them, and then Rihanna was like asked her, "Oh, when's the album coming out?" Because she looks just like her. And knowing Rihanna, like, she'd be on some, like, she doesn't look like me or she would have downplayed it, but Shorty actually looked like her. Oh, and I think I've seen that one. Someone said yeah. so, and then like her. If there's that one, then let's say there's probably, like, I'd say maybe another 100, you know, maybe, like, 30 to 40 girls that can probably pass. Obviously, out of billions of women, there are, you know, a set amount of them that actually do resemble her. Like, look, Chris Brown, he just got another version of his ex. I don't, yeah. I don't blame him. I, I feel him. You know, but when it comes to, you know, Kendall Jenner, yeah, like, you know, she looks good for a white girl. Hey, well, if, you know, we, since we're talking about celebrity lookalikes, look, everybody keep thinking I look like Lil Yachty. So if they want to throw me on the shave room, hey, let me know. Hey, all, if you want to do that, all you got to do is, is braid your hair the way that he does. 
take a selfie and then make a make a freaking pick stitch collage and then post that send it to their email and then and then that's it that's it or or perm your hair and then like paint your nails like this like like, like that motherfucker did if you know was, which, which picture i'm talking about nah i'm good nah <laughs> but yeah but you get them but that's basically how you do it i'm pretty sure that's how you do it bro but you know what the crazy part not to get up too much off topic but it's crazy like my hair is wild you've seen my hair before it's just it's right. my just take a look and even with this hair like this People still think I look like him. I just don't understand it. Yeah, because just, just the, just the, yeah, like the face. I said that when, 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 when niggas met on, uh, on she's got to have it years ago. I said that, like, I kept on like looking at y'all. I was like, yo, bro, like I remember, I was like, yo, I gotta tell you, but yo, yo, you look like your little yachty. Yeah, bro. I remember that. Yeah, 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 because I was like, yo, like that's what I see. You know, that's what people say. I look like Chadwick Boseman. Rest in peace. You feel me? Like, but you actually kind of have that distinctive look, like. Besides the face, like you kind of have the short hair, and you know, obviously you got the little goatee and stuff, but like, you still have that. Like, I don't have braids, I don't have red beads in my hair, I don't have red hair. Like, don't get me wrong, I I'm appreciative. People want to take pictures of me, that's fine, but I just not understood. Like, he has red braids, and I have black wild Goku looking hair, and. I don't know. It's a I, don't, I, 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 don't, I don't think dudes got um, red braids anymore. But basically, like I said, you know, if if because he twists his hair like a certain way, like some kind of form of cornrows. I even I didn't even know the name of the style. If you got the same thing, and it took a, went out of your way to take a selfie that looked just like his, and posted it on Shade Room, people would know what people would know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's true. Is uh, hopefully they pay me fifty thousand dollars for that. You know, mm, uh, yeah, maybe, you know. but. Nah, man, it was good. Like any any other final words about you know Takashi? Um, nah, I I just you know, again, I I I forget that this guy exists. If if look, if you're everybody, why I don't want to say everybody because not everybody has the ambition. But if you're somebody that you want to escape the nine to five and you want to get out of this flowchart ass lifestyle, out of the matrix and shit, you're tired of being a hamster on the wheel. If you find your cheat code you got the cheat code. You know what I'm saying? If it, if it, you know, rubs people the wrong way, but you got M's in the bank, that's a small price to pay, you know? So again, in that aspect, I totally understand that. Would I do the same thing? Not necessarily. Would I want to be perceived that way or do the same thing? No, but you know, I, I get it. So yeah, that's my take. Yeah. At this point, I'm going to just leave it like this. It's 2020 people. We, we have people out here licking stuff. You know, licking ice cream at the wa- at Walmart and putting it back. And- that's disgusting, yo. That that yeah, you're, you're that's all right, that's not a cheat code. That that's that's just being a freaking idiot. Because but, you, that, whoever that girl who did that, she's not rich. She's not famous. She's infamous. She's not famous. People don't buy. She doesn't have any. She doesn't have a business. She doesn't have no products. No nothing. Nobody's gonna buy. You know, into anything that she's selling because they're gonna assume that she was licking it before she sent it to them, which is disgusting. Yeah, no, but it just goes to the point that it, people will do anything to get famous. And yeah, once you find a recipe, like they always say, any publicity is better than no publicity. Any any parting words about it? Should I cancel you for not paying me? Um, last I checked, you stole my quick take. So, therefore, you, uh, we just talked about that, man. $5,000. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not Five Native stacks. American. You're not Native American. I didn't steal anything. Five stacks. I just borrowed. Five, I I don't want to hear rebuttal. Five thousand uh, dollars for the quick take name or nah, nah, to court. 
or I'm taking you to court, man. Legal action. Yeah, whatever it is you're saying, it's not substantial evidence, dog. Okay, hey. I'm not trying to hear none of that. I ain't trying to hear all that. 5K, nah. 5,000 beans. Hey, you, got are it? Not, you are not Native American. I'm got not it? Christopher Columbus. That's not how it works. You have the $5,000. You have the $5,000? Uh, probably do. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. Like I said, get it, get, it when, get it when you get it, dog. Get it when you get it. Don't make me have to loan Sarky, man. Nah, I got Chris Hemsworth to take care of my dirty work. I'll probably or busy. Or busy. He ain't, he ain't, he ain't going to help you out of this one. 5K. Nah, nah he, 5, he's, my, he's my homie. I actually got dinner with him tomorrow, so I'll talk 5, to him. 5,000 Gs. All right, well, you let me know how it goes. He's probably going to say no, and I'm agree <laughs> with him. That's not how it works. You come on my show and demand money, you know? I feel hurt. I feel you. Nah, just... I feel like an employee on Ellen. All right, let me see. Anyway, but um, yeah, no, nah, anyway, anybody who made it this far, please check out my YouTube channel, Mr. DJ MDJ on YouTube. I got a lot of gaming content on there, my podcast, and quick takes, the original quick takes. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. And uh <laughs> this guy, he's just plugging his show, his IG without the consent of the hey, host. Hey, you owe me five thousand dollars. You don't get you, you don't you don't get to have an opinion. Hashtag me too, you, homie. You, you you can't afford an opinion right now. When you get afforded an opinion, when you pay me, then we can talk. But y'all uh, check that out. But aren't you, that out. Show, aren't you on my show? Aren't you on my The ungrateful attitude of these peasants. You know what? Y'all check out my content on there. Unbelievable. I, you, you, can't, you can't do nothing with black people. Always taking advantage. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, man, thank you for coming on the show. I'm still expecting my $10,000. And remember... A better hand is a...